All right, you are now tuned in to the follow through with Clips and Drew, episode 67. And we got something special for you guys tonight. This is going to be a two part series podcast. We have a special guest in the house, former NBA champion, former UCLA Bruin legend Jelani McCoy joins us. We're going to talk about his journey through the NBA, uh, what it's like to play against Shaq in practice. We're going to talk about what it's like to be a high school All American. His journey is crazy, people. This is a podcast you are not going to want to miss. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast. On this episode, I mean, we got something fresh for you guys. It's not too often that you get an NBA champion in the house. We have UCLA Bruin legend, NBA veteran, Jelani McCoy in the house. Say what up, Jelani. What's poppin'? This shit is gonna be so lit, guys. Turn your fucking volume up. Mm. We got a lot to talk about. This might be a two-part series, Drew. I don't I don't even know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Jelani uh, and Drew and myself just spent an hour and a fucking half yeah. trying to put this podcast together. We had, <laughs> yeah. we had technical difficulties, but we figured it out. We problem yeah, solved. That's what it's about. Shout man. out to Justin. Shout out to Justin, man. <laughs> Justin, appreciate you coming through on those text messages in a pinch after hours, man. I love you, Justin. It's my son. Appreciate this, you. This is the life of, of podcasters as you deal with some of this shit. Um, and you just got to work through it. So instead of having three mics, we have one mic that we're working with right now. Uh, <clears throat> but we have a lot to talk about. But first things first. Episode 67, Drew. Yeah, man. Give me something. What do you got with episode 67? So 67, in the past... One of my favorite lists is players that have scored the amount of points. 67 points. Correlating to the episode. There's only one guy that's ever scored 67. Will 60. Chamberlain, Elgin Will Chamberlain. God damn it! Every fucking episode, Drew! Will Chamberlain, not only did he score 67 points, he was the only man to ever score exactly 67 points. He did it four times. One person only 67 scores... 67 four times, only one person. Only the only one person to score 67 in the history of the NBA. 
It's interesting. That exact number. People obviously have scored beyond yeah, that. Yeah, but it's interesting. It is interesting. He on a 67 around the air. He played, what did he play in the 60s? Yeah, so when he did it, he did it once in 61, twice in 62, and once in, in 1963. So that's so, a night, that's prime will yeah. right there. Yeah, that's big time will. That's and, a lot of buckets. Dude, three of those games he lost. <laughs> so, he took so, a lot of L's. <laughs> when, he scored, when he scored a high point margin, you know what I mean? He took a lot of L's, man. He, he Jelani, did. did you know he never fouled out of the game? How crazy is Will that? Chamberlain never you talk, fouled. You talking about Mbaka from Conan <laughs> to, 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 to destroy you? Never fouled out? Never. Mbaka never fouled nope. out. Whatever in there. Somehow he never did. Zero That's tough. Games. That's tough. It's a physical game back then. Yeah. yeah. You could throw a bow without getting uh, even a foul. I've seen players foul out in seven minutes. Yeah, but, big, <laughs> but, but Will Chamberlain also had like the big man complex where right. he, almost, he almost wanted to play fair and not be extra aggressive so that he wouldn't be frowned upon right you go through being big when you're little and shit when you're playing basketball they tell you when, be you're soft. Little, when you're big people start not wanting to play with you when you're big and you can score all the time you know what i mean and you're mind big. you jelani who's talking right now is six ten. so I've he knows big. what it's like to be big i've been there i've right. been there right. i can't imagine what it was for will chamber back in the 60s it would have been so easy for him to play Oh. especially against that competition absolutely the other thing that i always that i always uh, lean on is NBA teams that have won 67 games. Ooh. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, six total teams that have won exactly 67 games Don't over, let see the, over answers, the course. Oh, yeah. Turn, turn, turn it, turn it, turn it. That's a lot of game. Yeah. It is. It is. And it started in 1986. Based on that information, mm-hmm. I would love for you to guess the team. Boston Celtics in 86. I'll Bang. say that. 100%. Nailed it. Okay. Then we're going to 1992. Uh, Portland Trailblazers? Nope. Phoenix Suns? Nope. Lakers? Nope. Sonics? Think, let's think of the greatest player. The greatest player in the NBA in 1992. 1992. Ooh, Magic Johnson? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Bulls. Got 67 wins. 1992. Chicago Bulls. Okay. The 2000 Lakers? Yep. 67 wins. 07 Mavericks? The Warriors, Spurs, and then Warriors in the last three seasons won 67 games. It's a lot of games. That's a lot of wins. I, 50, 50 plus wins used to be the benchmark of like a playoff team. Almost a radio a playoff Western team. Conference. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah Western, Western, Eastern. Especially yeah, in the Western yeah, Conference. Yeah, yeah. Eastern Conference, you can go to the playoffs, maybe sub 500, especially when I was playing in the 90s. I, uh, for a team, I remember not going to the playoffs or fighting for it like in the last month with a team in Seattle, and we had 50-plus wins. Right. So that's crazy. That's that's interesting. I like it. It's pretty cool. The yeah. one thing that I want to talk about real quick in this list is that in 2016, the Spurs won 67 games. Yeah. That was the year that the Warriors won 73. Nobody gave a fuck about the Spurs True, winning 67. Nobody gave a that. fuck. That's tough. And they had an unbelievable season, that's 67 tough. wins. That would have been a historic, another one of those historic seasons that doesn't pay attention to. Yeah, nobody will know. They only, nobody's, it's going to be tough to win. And people remember that as the year that Cleveland wins the championship. Braun wins the championship for, for Cleveland that year. Chase down block. Right. The, the, three, the greatest block in NBA history. Hands down. There's not Tayshon a Prince, Reggie no, Miller. No, no, no. Not even close. That's you a good one. That was a great... No, no, no. Great I'm not No, 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 no. I'm, I'm with you on that. No, that I, was great. That was a great one, but you might be right. I have to agree. Considering what was that stage. Right. Game seven. I'm going to say I'm gonna say this. That's the greatest defensive play in NBA history at that time. 
That was the greatest defensive uh, play. And my what about the poke away from Mike from Carl Malone on the block that, that led was to huge. the flu shot? The no look that I, yep. that I mean Malone yeah. wasn't looking. Mike Krep got it's that shit. It's I get it. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay, yeah. Larry Bird. I mean, Larry Bird steals the ball, inbounds to Dennis Johnson. Yeah. That's one. That's one of mm-hmm. them. Yeah, that's up there. That's got to be one of them. Well, for what was at stake, considering I legacies mean, and what's trending now, that's a hell of a play. And it was, and the fact that it was Iguodala too. The guy should have dunked the ball. And it's the finals, dog. It's yeah, the finals. If that, sh- if Iggy, if Iggy gets the layup, yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Why didn't Iggy dunk that? We didn't even he need didn't the super. Play. When I saw in super slow mo, he started. He started to lose the ball. And I think he just, as he went up, he just lost grip, and then he just, and then he just went for the lay-in. The question should be: What Jelani just said is, why didn't Reggie dunk it? That was the issue. That was was the issue. Yeah, that was the issue. Tayshawn. Yeah. uh, I mean, come on. But Reggie's dunk. Was the delayed effort? Off the <laughs> <ball>. <laughs> Remember, he had the two foot run all the way directly <laughs> underneath the rim and jump up. Right. You know, he there was no really distance. Have, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> it never really right. No disrespect to Red. Trajectory is what they is, call well, it. Yes, exactly, exactly. He, he the did trajectory not really didn't. It, the energy <laughs> level is, was different. Than he was Red jumping himself. straight up. Exactly from directly <laughs> underneath the basket. So I have one more piece here, okay, and this is this is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Jelani, in two thousand three, you played exactly sixty seven games. Hey, hey! Oh, hey! Look, at Drew! Toronto, look at Drew! Toronto Raptors, sixty seven games exactly. That's so crucial. I was a good right. year for that's one of one of my better experiences that I had. Yeah. I was a starter this year. My body got riddled to injury. We cursed it. We crushed the injury record for games, lost to injury that year in Toronto. Wow. Vince Carter was there, Antonio Davis. We lost yep. Hakeem Olajuwon, Eric Montross. Uh, we just kept losing player after player after player. So, But at the same time, I was with Lenny Wilkins, a coach who yeah. finally allowed me to express myself which I hadn't got an opportunity to do in a while, so yeah, I'm, that's that's perfect for me. I got a great, I got a great experience in Toronto. So you played sixty cool. plus games in Toronto. Sixty plus. Games. I was a starter. Yeah, and I was, you with Akeem being a center. He was gone. Oh, he left. I played next to Antonio Davis. Yeah, I started yeah. Next to Antonio Davis, and when we were healthy, we we we, we did well together with JYD. Yeah, uh, Mo, P, Mo P started every game. Yeah, he was hooping. That was Morris. when Vince Carter's uh, lost a lot of games. We were injured, and he was dancing at the concert. He was oh, gotten a lot of flack. Oh my god, I remember that. You remember, I remember, remember that. he got all that flack. Oh that, my god, that, that, that was that. That was that year. year. We, Alvin Williams, mm-hmm. Lindsey Hunter, uh, Vashawn Leonard. Oh yeah. We use a lot of players from the uh, from the D League. It was a it was a crazy ass year. So who's it going to be then? So with that, I think it's only right. I mean, he's sitting on our couch. Jelani, it's, this it's the, the Jelani McCoy episode. This is what it's going to be. Yeah, this is huge for you. Episode yeah. sixty seven. <laughs> I feel privileged. It, it worked out though. It somehow, did. somehow, we're, we're episode sixty seven. The stars are aligned. I, I couldn't believe it. The stars when I, are when I came across that, I was like. <laughs> This, this is, is it's this meant is to it. be. I'm glad you it's held meant on to, be. to that. We it's just meant to be. This out now. <laughs> no, you could have let that go earlier. Oh, no. Oh, no. I I you could have let that go earlier, vest. Drew, but you, yeah, yeah. Tight to the vest. Well played, sir. <laughs> well played. All right, so episode 67 is going to be the Jelani McCoy episode. Mm, yeah. And I think this is perfect for the people that don't know Jelani McCoy. We got a lot of younger yeah. uh, people that listen to us. Uh, I, you know, I grew up watching Jelani. Same. I grew up watching the UCLA Bruins. I'm oh, from yeah. that neighborhood. Um, UCLA legend. You guys had Baron Davis. You had 
Earl Watson, you had Toby Bailey, mm-hmm. you won in 1995, mm-hmm. and I think that was the year you were coming out of high, or yeah, you that got was the right. year you were coming out yep. of high school. Yep. Yep. What made you, you're from San Diego, San St. Diego. Augustine High School. Yep. Yeah, all boys school. You played for the state in, in, in high school, or no? We played for state, we got knocked off in state in Shafter, I uh, broke the rim and played the game under some narcotics. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Whoa, 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 backtrack, backtrack. Yeah, 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 so we, the furthest we went in the state playoffs was a game we played in Bakersfield at Shafter and I believe some of these videos are on YouTube too yeah. but I played with uh, my best friend anyway we had practice a uh, shoot around they had a glass backboard we were dunking you know you warming up before getting ready to play a state playoff game I ended up shattering the backboard <laughs> but it was glass it was a breakaway or no it was breakaway oh. but it was glass right? it was like legitimate like they had to replace glass. the whole thing so that before the state playoff yeah. game the game was almost <laughs> not about to happen I still got scars like the glass oh my God. cut my hands, split a bunch of my fingernails open, uh, felt, you know, came off of my shoulders. Uh-huh. And, you know, glass does what glass does uh-huh. stuff to flesh. Well, when I broke rims, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured as much. You same can experience. I know, you can relate. I had a same problem with that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you totally. can relate. Yes. So, you know, long story short, I ended up going to a hospital in Bakersfield. You know, they ended up stitching my... Uh, my fingernail up and giving me some meds and pain medication, but we got a playoff game about to happen. We're in Shafter, Bakersfield. I don't even remember where that is on the geog, but it just wasn't popping like that. It's already Bakersfield. The Shafter. Bakersfield sucks Baker. if anybody does. I mean, no disrespect <laughs> to Bakersfield. No, I'm going to yeah, disrespect yeah, Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah. Well, this that is your podcast. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that place sucks. And we all know it. Anyways, go. So, yeah, I ended up going to a doctor out there. He stitched me up, put some bandages on it. Gave me some pain medication, but we all know what pain medication at the end of the day. So I took it, uh, ended up playing the game, like in and the loopy, ended up playing Were the you? game. Yeah, I was loopy. Right. I was loopy for sure, but it's like 1993, 92. Nobody right. really cared. I don't know if we won or lost. I don't know if we won. Based on that, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Hard uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, the and I'm 41 right now. It's been a long time. <laughs> but considering that situation, I don't know if we won or lost, but yeah, that, that, that that's what happened. I get that. Crazy. Yeah. So you had a good high school career in San Diego. I did. What 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 made you choose UCLA besides the fact that they had just won um, top the tier program top top tier program at that point I mean, top tier program it. at that point man UCLA was much more than that for me though um, I committed to UCLA my junior year pop the the earliest you can could commit to UCLA I had a scholarship. To everywhere, I was a McDonald's High School All American. You but were who was on that? Who was on that? I was on the. I w- if you ask the homies from not shout out to the class of '95, mm-hmm. we'll tell you right now we're the greatest McDonald's High School All American game of all time. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Chauncey Billups, myself, Ron Mercer, uh, Stephon Marbury, Vince Carter, Damn. Antoine wow. Jameson, Sharif Abdul Rahim, <laughs> Tractor Trailer. Uh, Randall Jackson. There's a whole bunch of other dudes. Uh, you know what I mean. So it, we broke the game for McD- uh, for dunks in the game. Oh, it was I at bet. the Kill Center. It was uh, it was it, it was crazy. The practices were crazy. That whole group from '95 through the different All Star games and summer AU circuit was ridiculous. Uh, 
I would even dare say the level of competition will rival some of the experiences that I had in the pros. Wow. Obviously, we're talking about some Hall of Fame Well, I was going to say, you, you just, just named a bunch like of Like 12 them. NBA players out of that <laughs> group. some other, uh, Lou Bullock, I'm, miss, I'm missing dudes mm-hmm. that played in right. the game that didn't Kobe have the NBA. Kobe was the year after, right? The year after. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I think the year. I think he, he's he, he was with here. Yeah, he was with yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, that was that. And Elton Brand. And Lamar, good, another good right? class. So that that can be a rival. Another for, another good class, yeah. But I'm gonna crazy. take 95. Okay, I'm gonna I like take 95. That. I like yeah, that. So you're a high school all American. High school all American. You choose UCLA because did you see who the was lineage from? of the bigs at UCLA, right? Mm-hmm. And we're mm-hmm. talking since we're on numbers and 67s and synergy. So there was 32 Walton. There was 33 Kareem. There was 34. I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. right? So that checked the box. I can. Among them always been number number thirty four. So the natural line and progression, thirty two, thirty three, thirty four. Oh, I'm with it. You know what I mean? Um, the colors, uh Arthur Ashe, uh uh Jackie Robinson, yep. what black athletes represented at UCLA as to express yourself mm. on the court and off the court. You know, those were things that played into it, it wasn't just a sports. Obviously, the national championships and help. I loved Ed O'Bannon, yeah. Charles O'Bannon, close friends of mine, Ty Sedney. It was just a perfect storm for me right up the road. I'm the only child, mama's boy, all boys school. It, it, it just makes yeah. sense at the end of the Far day. Far enough away also, right? Exactly. You know, from San Diego, exactly. it's still, still well, a little bit a of a drive. Yeah, but yeah, mom, yeah, mom can come and watch the game. Right, you exactly. Know? Yeah, close but not too close. Exactly. And, <laughs> and we had discussed that. We we have both discussed that Jim Herrick was somebody important yeah. to, to my both man. of us. Yeah, my man. Jim yeah. Herrick was my was my mentor. I got to spend a lot of time with him when I wanted to become an NBA scout and like learn the game of basketball. Which he knows he fought, he's forgotten about stuff that more people that can one hundred percent basketball. Yeah, and we both have nothing but really good things to say about him. Did yeah. you think you were playing for going to come and play for? That was part of the reason, right? Okay, him and Lorenzo Romar. Lorenzo oh, Lorenzo. Romar. Right. Him and Lorenzo Romar. Mm-hmm. I was like, as long as I got you two, I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? And then, then that didn't happen. Lorenzo ended up leaving. Yeah. You know, he, has, he got a job. Right. He got family. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting a head coaching position. So he ended up having to leave. I can't blame him for that. Uh, coach Harry, we all know what happened with the Coach Herrick situation right. at, at UCLA. But those are the specifically... Those are the two coaches I identify can I identify with and the reason I, I went to UCLA. And so Lavin comes in, right? He's there. He's there. Yeah. He's lower, been there. He's been there, lower assistant. Okay, he, that's yeah. who he was. And yeah. now he's the head coach. Right. And what was the vibe like? I mean, you had a really great team. You have a really great bond. I want everybody to know too, like Jelani is still very close with everybody that's all, that played on this UCLA Absolutely. team. Absolutely. You're still tied with B D. This is how me and Jelani met. Mm-hmm. Like me and BD are, are, are cool. Jelani and BD are still friends. Absolutely. You guys still have dinners, right? Chat, oh, uh, group chats, daily messages. That's my man, Bruin Legend. Yep, BD sure. is Baron Davis for all yeah, the yeah. for all the lame. Yeah. for all the idiots <laughs> that don't know who we're talking know, about. Yeah, I didn't know. That, I didn't know. Yeah. We was, I thought we was having an enlightened conversation. Well, you know, you say you got the younger demographic. They'll so be like, "Oh, Bison Daily? No, bro. Fucking Baron Davis. No, there's no, there's no Bison Daily. What was this? First name? Bear? Brian Williams. No. Brian, Brian Williams. Williams. Oh, Brian. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. Dog for, we're getting off topic, but I'm going to tell you guys something. Brian Williams, 
He's an NBA champion with the Chicago Bulls. Played for the Los Angeles Clippers. The only man to break my mop. I talked about uh, you did on a podcast. Brian Williams broke my mop. You <laughs> dabbled. Yeah, yeah. He, to came, clean, he got pissed that to he get the floor. Like he missed a layup, they came in and broke my mop. Big uh, asshole. Yeah. Dabbled into porn afterwards. After his. After what do you mean he dabbled? <laughs> dabbled like he was dabbling into porn. Like production side no, or like in front of camera. Like oh he, respect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I can't do it, but well, to each his own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he goes, uh, his brother ended up killing him. Uh, yeah, on the boat. Over gold, yes. On the boat. On the, on the boat. yacht. Did the body disappeared. Just it's a movie. Them, it's a movie. We're going we to give away too much, though. This is <laughs> nah, some opportunity with you. down the line. We might have a script. We might need the IDA <laughs> down yeah, the line. We might have yeah. something right, to come right, here. Get, yeah, get, yeah, off, yeah. This, get <laughs> off Brian Williams. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to UCLA. Yep. Because I know there are going to be people that are listening to our podcast right now. Yes, sir. And they're going to be like, okay, they're going to Google Jelani McCoy. Yeah. And they're going to see a lot of really cool shit. And they're, they're, then they're going to see that you left the team. Um, and really, for I nobody really knows the reason. Yeah. And you don't have to tell me the reason. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Uh, but something happened. Yeah. And you and Lavin weren't really vibing. You were preparing for the NBA. I wasn't. You weren't preparing for the I NBA. I wasn't. My, my, my goal uh, to, to come to UCLA was to finish as an All-American and have my jersey retired next to those numbers right. that I told you the guys about. I, the I, I, I was a 16-year-old freshman in college. Really? Wow. I wasn't... Oh, you were I turned child. 17 when Pac-10 started. Shut the I fuck up. I didn't know that. So I didn't... My goal wasn't to play one year and go to the NBA. Right. I wasn't... Kobe and... KG and we're in the same year that Mike Kevin Kevin did it and a couple other players. But I knew personally that I wasn't prepared to make any one and done year jumps to the NBA. I was comfortable at the University of California, Los Angeles mm-hmm. in Westwood. I was enjoying my college experience. I was already a young freshman. I was perfectly fine playing four years. I idolized Tim Duncan. Yeah. We That's played four years. Yeah, I, he was. I always wanted to play against them, mm-hmm. meet up against them in a tournament. Play, you know, get Wake some Forest. footage. Yeah, yeah, have some footage against me playing against Wade Forest. You know what I mean? Yeah, against Tim Duncan in a tournament. So, but but to your point, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I wasn't getting ready for the draft, but Lavin may have thought through outside influence or through optics and sites, the beginning of sites and blogs and insiders saying who's a lottery pick and all that stuff was happening then. So, but my intention was never to leave UCLA early at all. But you, but you, but I ended up for, I ended up doing it right I, for reasons that I put upon myself. Okay. Can't take myself out of the equation. Right. For, you know, I ended up getting suspended for a, a positive drug test in the summertime. Weed. Right, Wait, I'm assuming cannabis. Okay. Considering what's going on, it's around, legal now. I'm comfortable. I was ahead of my time. It's legal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ahead. Consider I'm a right. visionary on this <laughs> shit, man. Yes, y'all talking yes, about this yes. shit now. You know, I've been suspended. I was chastised in USA Today, like I was selling weed. That's right, what they made you out to be. That's like what they a, made like like it was a it was criminalized. Right, it was. Right for all the people getting persons. arrested. People, people were getting arrested. People of left color and right were getting arrested. Specifically, y'all yeah. might have been able to get this shit. Off. Right, I would have been That's able. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. in different colleges in the country, in different other markets, these things aren't a big deal. Right. In a market at UCLA where the the Lakers suck, the the football there was no football here. Football was UCLA. Wrong. The, the as usual, as ball. usual, <laughs> I know. you know what I mean. UCLA was the big draw. It was story. That Absolutely. Tim Kawakami's 
main press that he used to put out. He's the UCLA beat writer, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I ran into that unfortunate situation, ended up having to leave early because of some nonsense and some adults really not knowing what the hell was going on. And then I made a a different decision that they weren't expecting a, 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 a person of my age. I lawyered up. Yeah, it's a good when move. Did you, when, did, when did you lawyer up? I lawyered up when the bullshit didn't add up. You know what I mean? What, what they're trying to... What, I mean, I have my aunt's a contractual lawyer, was a head contractual lawyer for Fox. Her husband, you know, was damn near a judge. Like, I don't think they were expecting an inner city kid to have access to lawyers that mm-hmm. can actually sure. say something. Nah, this is bullshit. But right, right. it was an unfortunate situation mixed in when they were trying to get rid of Coach Herrick. I was Coach Herrick's baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Protected. You know what I mean? He knew I was young. Right. He knew I was coming to the defending national championships in Los Angeles right. from an all-boys high school in San Diego. Right. You know what I mean? So he's protecting me. I was wondering, but I didn't have no problem. It was part of the whole plan of why I went there. You know what I mean? But... Yeah, I got caught up in that unfortunate situation between the AD and co-chair. A lot of politics. Plenty. Yeah. You know, it's wild, though, because we had Jerry Dupree, who you know very well. We had yeah, Jerry he's a Trojan. As, uh, yeah, yeah. The rivals. You know, like but it's cool. That. My best friend was a Trojan, so we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jerry, Jerry Dupree is one of my really good friends, but he had told a story about how, like, the NCAA literally was knocking on his door at midnight. Like, yeah. they had people at his house yeah. over some shit that he had never done. Like, this shit got so blown out of proportion. Yeah. Um, and how hard the NCAA... Came down on Yeah, over some bullshit. And, like, this is what people need to realize, too, is that, like, you're still a kid, right? You're a kid, a college kid. And I think that as a college athlete, your your bar is set so high. Yeah. And you have to be this person when in actuality you just want to be... A, a college kid. A college kid playing basketball yeah. with your boys. Yeah. Like, an 18-year-old. Yeah, an 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Every one of these people was doing that yeah, shit. Yeah, and I knew, like, And I remember <laughs> watching all this. And I yeah. remember watching you and I remember this coming out. You yeah. know what I mean? Um and I think the media portrayed you in a, in a, oh, in a my, really uh, my family home. took a, a hard hit in San Diego. You know what I mean? My mom getting shit like, how could he do this? He had the world at his hands. <laughs> Ridiculous. And, you know what I mean? Uh, like I said, I was at USA Today. I was on the ticker. My friend at the uh, at the time, rest in peace, Daryl Russell, was the number two pick in the NFL draft. He was playing for the Raiders. So I literally had to abscond from UCLA because it literally was a lot of intense media scrutiny. I'm a private person. Yeah, nobody likes to shit out in the middle of the USA Today and everything. Like, mind you, I'm still like 18 right. years old. You know what I mean? You're a child, bro. I'm a child, bro. You know what I mean? Well, and you talk about you talk about perception, and we all know Bill Walton loves to smoke weed. That, There's a history of, that's of what, UCLA athletes that he got was smoking. Down and did. Smoking, he was he blazing. Per- and then. I mean, Look at the face he's giving me. I know Kareem was blazing. I bro. mean, people. I mean, I don't. I don't understand. We've we've seen the the connotations of the of the UCLA players in the past and what they look like from Bill Walton's to a handful of other players. We they we can't act like it's LA. It's right. California. Yeah, it's great. There's grass being smoked all day long and grown and for the and, and last hundred years. And, and people, you're in college, and bro. some people can't seem to be doing dope shit while they're doing it. Right. They're not not winning national championships. <laughs> I still believe his jersey was retired and they won consecutive games. 88, 88 in uh, a row. So there's where's the data right. that says this is such what a detriment really to the eighty eight in a row, on, bro. Jesus. At the height, and we're not talking about just grass. 
They had the other oh, yeah, illicit that substances LS, that LSD? I don't know nothing about. It's some LSD no, I don't out know nothing there. About that, I ain't never ventured. I don't know nothing about. All that. I all yeah. I know is that Bill Walton said at one point he could smell colors. And so that speaks, that speaks to what we're talking about. Anybody telling you that you can smell colors <laughs> has access to different type of the brain that you can only get to with a certain that's, kind of substance. And that's what I'm saying. And then, yeah, his jersey's retired. And there was no yeah. there was no press write-up on that. He's doing panels and retired <laughs> people stuff. People hire him to go speak to Fortune 500. He got NBA jobs. Companies. He got NBA jobs. I mean, I'm saying. All right, so let's move on a little bit. Yeah. So... Uh, how far did you guys get? You guys made it to like Sweet well, 16? We made Sweet 16. Yeah. Sweet 16. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that was about as far as you guys were in, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you leave. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you're preparing for the NBA draft. Yeah. You're told from what from our conversation that, yeah. that you're going to be a lottery, possibly. Yeah. Like possibly lottery. Is no, that what they were I, I was. I have. Uh, like I was telling you, I, I got clippings that I went through a box that my that my mom had saved. I was in sports, whatever, uh, not illustrated, sports news, sports nation. I can't remember. Sporting news. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, sporting I was on news. the cover of sporting news. I was ever, I got the Paul Pierce, Ray LaFrance, uh, Vince Carter, uh, lottery bar. I was going to be a lottery pick. My agent was Aaron Tellum, same agent as Kobe. Jordan. Jawan uh, Howard. Was he, it? No, it was, uh, he had Kobe, oh, Reggie Fall. Miller. Yeah, that's Fall. Oh, excuse me. Kobe, Dave, uh, no, aren't a good agent, Reggie though. Miller. Yeah. yeah, he's what, what Wasserman is now. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, a handful of other UCLA players. So I was going to be a lot of, unless Arn was lying to me. And the, right. I don't think he would have came after me. He only deals with the top notch talent. Right. Exactly. And uh, a couple of other agents came after me. David Falk, or whatever agent you want to talk. I was going to be a lottery pick, but, you know, it just. Well, a lot of shit has to go right. You know, it has to go yeah. right, yep. and then maybe you had people that weren't speaking the high high. When I wasn't in the room, when I wasn't right. when you right. were in the room, yeah. they weren't saying yeah. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's that you, politics. You had, yeah, uh, totally. And I'm shy. I don't do the best job now. I can, but right. back then I'm not doing the best job of selling myself Yourself. or projecting myself. There's no shit of talking platforms back right. then, right? Or how you can be shy. And still have a platform now. That brings up Kareem to me because Kareem was such Same a shit. That's such why, an that's, why I'm, that's why I'm looking at UCLA. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? You can be that, and you can be that shit. I'm somewhere in between. Right. I'm good. Right. You know. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. But a six ten center slash power forward with a forty inch vert. That's what they got you at. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Four seven. Now, I want everybody to listen to me when I say this. <laughs> six ten. 40 inch vert. You weren't the biggest dude as far as like. No, I never... was, I'm not, I'm not a naturally big dude. I'm skinny. That's another thing that right. played into a part of my development mm-hmm. in the nineties as a bid. We, I'm looking at the chip, the blue chips poster and Shaq and the people, Rasheed Wallace, and the bigs were heavy. Right. right. So for, for me, I was 210. That's then, not big enough. That's fresh- me, bro. That's, that's, that's what I'm me. When I was doing all that, my freshman year, setting records, setting the tri- getting the first triple-double in, in, in school history, all that stuff. You were? Yeah, I got the first triple-double in UCLA history. Kareem, Bill Walton never had a triple-double. Well, what they'll tell you is the big UCLA people is they didn't keep track of that. Oh, well, that's they did. not my fault. That's no, not, you got the first so one. right now, we can look You got at, the first you, one. Are you still? You can go do it. Good. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. legit. They didn't okay. really, they didn't keep track of like yeah, blocks and assists. They're talking about three-pointer or what yeah. they didn't have three-pointer. That ain't my fault, dog. Whose fault is they that? They had a line out here now, dog. I shot the bitch. <laughs> the triple-double. I shot the I'll Give me my three-pointer yeah. numbers. You Absolutely. Or, you know, they we weren't doing triple-double. Ain't my problem now. They got it now. It's a thing now. Count mine. Yeah. So, you know, it's about progression, people. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
You can't just sit sit around on the old models and old customs. That's right. So what do you feel? So from a projected lottery pick, and that year, first of all, is one of the most fucked up years in my life. I think that was Michael Oluwakan. Can you not even bring him up? I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring it up. My bad, my bad. I was going to bring it up. Michael. But to backtrack on Michael, and yes, this was a horrible pick. Yeah. But just like you were saying, at this time in 1998, Biggs is where it's at. This runs the league. If you have a seven-footer that is shooting has footwork, like, you got to get this dude. And he killed. Let me go for a second. Let go, me go for one no, second. Go, please go. Michael O'Kenny, who played with Adam Jacobson, Casey Jacobson's brother at Pacific. Pacific mm-hmm. Yeah. Watched him a lot. Mm-hmm. And Michael, in camps and in tryouts, and a lot of people work out really well, like, mm-hmm. in combines and, like, mm-hmm. all that shit. Mm-hmm. And Michael was that guy. Mm-hmm. But you have players like Vince Carter, like, uh, uh, who else came out that year? Did Antoine come out that year? Antoine came out that year. He came out that year. Yeah. There was a, uh, I think your boy Rafe came out too, and he was a lottery. He was a the lottery. Friends? Yeah, I think he Rafe came out came that out, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm forgetting who the, uh, was it Mike Bibby that was number Next two? Year. It might Ooh, have been. may have been though. Bibby might have been yeah. the number two pick yeah. that year. Yeah. Um, so Biggs is like where you go, yeah. right? Like, it, I think, and this is when we had Elgin Baylor and like fucking, it's like people were salivating over yeah, Michael, even though yeah. he had literally one good year exactly. at Pacific. Yeah. Um, so anyways, long story short, you drop to second round. Yeah. You get picked, are you before or after Rashard Lewis? I'm right after Rashard. Shout out Rashard Lewis, my and dog. I wanna, and I want to talk about him. Yeah, though. yeah. So were you like going into the draft, the NBA draft, were you thinking either I'm going to be fucking 15 or I'm going to be 33 or like what What do you think I didn't pay attention Clips you didn't really? I'm like we going so you said we going you after know all this shit there. after all this shit we've been through with the right. UCLA stuff mm-hmm. and I'm not going back to UCLA you know what I'm saying so at least we got this so we said that we going I'm still thinking dumb and dumb so you said there's a chance <laughs> you know what I mean so you know I literally remember uh, I didn't get invited. To, I didn't want to go to the draft because of the exact reason, because the other reports. It could be this or... Or, or you or, cannot get picked. Or, or that, right? So I went, I did it at my aunt's house in in, uh, in Westchester. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even, I think I dipped. After I dipped around a certain amount of picks and I started seeing who was getting picked in front of me, I was like, yeah, I can't watch this. <laughs> do, you, do you remember anybody that you were like, this guy got fucking picked in front of me? I remember a lot of people. Tell me, give me one, give me one. Can't remember exactly who look it will up, come bro. to me in a minute. Yeah, if we look can. Yeah, I get the draft. Yeah, if you look up that draft, and then I'll tell you. Yeah, right yeah. Now. But no disrespect, you know what I mean. Right. It's, it's not. But you felt you were better than a lot of the players. Boom. Them, right. Okay. Considering what I just done in college, mm-hmm. setting records, and they leading the nation in field goal percentage every year, I played against the top. Were you really? Time. Yeah. Yeah. It was easy. So was, you were like DeAndre. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, go, go. So like DeAndre Jordan led the league in. So you exactly. were you were dunking. I've been everything. doing that since high school. You were yeah. just dunking everything. I mean, we had scores. You just you told him six ten the, forty inch vert. That's I mean, what I'm that. saying. <laughs> but, right. at, but at the same time, we had scores. We right. had Toby yeah. Bailey. We yeah. had Charles O'Bannon. We had J.R. Henderson. We had scores. We had yeah. other. If I wanted to play as a freshman, my way of getting on the court was playing dunk. Dunk dummy, Indeed. right? Shot Rebounding, blocking. right? I play the play a couple of different uh, guard a couple of different decisions. Decisions. So if I want to get on the court as a sixteen year old freshman, I mean, some got to give. I can't go out and express myself and try. To did get you skip 30. a year of high school? I did. That's I, I two figured years in grade school. My parents they skipped you. That's, why that's you I figured as much yeah. because there's no way you're going sixteen. Sixteen at UCLA. 16. Yeah. <laughs> so that's here we go. All right, let's go. Let's go. What do you got? Ninety eight draft. 
Oliver Candy, number one. Three. Bibby was two. Okay. Yep. Rafe was three. Ooh. Antoine Jameson. Antoine Jameson, four. Okay. No problem, Antoine, 95. Vince I was... I that pick. Vince was five. Understood. North Carolina, good kids, not getting suspended for drug tests and having all that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I get it. I get those. Tractor trailer, six. I get tracked because he didn't get in trouble. Right? Because he don't have the baggage. RIP, RIP. Rest in peace. That's my brother. I love him, played with him, played against him overseas, had the opportunity to meet up in a different capacity overseas, which was chill. You know what I mean? So rest in peace, you know, tractor trailer. But I'm going to take. I'm going to take myself over track. There you okay. go. So there's one. Yeah. The rest of the list is pretty solid, Look though. Look at the second round of this. So there's <laughs> I want to just... So seven is Jason Williams. Okay. White chocolate. White yeah. chocolate. Larry Mr. Hughes. Yeah. Eight. Dirk, nine. Ooh. Paul Pierce, ten. And he Paul slipped. Paul Pierce went ten. He slipped. He did. He slipped. He did slip. He slipped. I mean, he Rafe was from. He was hot. Rafe went over. Just because he didn't pass the eye test. Rafe was drafted oh. before him somehow. Which was a shame. Rafe was cool. Yeah, yeah. But they were playing. Let's be honest. They're playing together, though. Sometimes you're drafting what you need for your team, and if you got a perfect. So Denver, Denver took him, right? Yeah, Denver that took him. Yeah, yeah, third pick. Yes. Uh, And then it gets, and then it gets a little pretty interesting. Bonzi Wells went eleven. Bonzi. Michael Doliak. Now that's somebody. That's that's somebody. That I would that I would have. Myself from Michael Doliak. I understand how it played out optically and on TV. He can shoot though. Doliak can shoot. Nesterovich was drafted 17. I think Come I got on, you over Rising him. From, from Minnesota. I, mean, I get it, but, you know, no. I got myself over him. Pat Garrity, 19. Go to the second round. There's a few bangers. In Brian, Major. S- Brian Skinner, 22nd. Oh, Clipper. Clippers took him. Al Harrington, 25. Oh, that's okay. my dog. High school. Yep. Nazi Muhammad. Still playing in the NBA. It's <laughs> love love Nazi, but I dare say I'm taking myself yeah, over Nazi. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it, and then that's pretty much it's. There's no other bigs after Nazi until. We so get you see to you. what was what what the theme was in this draft. It was a crapshoot. Maybe what your team needed. You know yes. what I mean. But plus, when you're coming in there with baggage, you know what I mean, and you don't get some people speaking up for you when you're not in the room. That's the shit that happens. You fall right. behind. I think Rashard was 32. I was 33. Yep, right. that's exactly no, right. Sonics had both those picks though. Both yes. of them. Yes, back they to back. 32 and 33, yep. and they decided to go with. With you and Rashard. And yep. I, w- I want to talk about Rashard and I want to talk about this MDA journey. Yeah. But we got to take a break. We're going to yeah. take one one little second break here. Sure. Okay. All right. We are back. It's the follow through Eclipse and Drew, the True Players podcast. We are with Jelani McCoy, UCLA legend, NBA veteran, 2002 NBA champ. Mm. We had just covered like your whole journey from high school to college and talked about all that drama. And now, we're getting into draft, mm-hmm. right? We were mm-hmm. talking about how you were going to be a lottery pick, and then you end up going second round. Yep. Um, which it was a win, no matter what, right? It was a win. I mean, come on, man. We're talking about the NBA. NBA. It's not a whole There's lot only of sixty draft spots. <laughs> only sixty you know draft I mean? spots. So, uh, 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 I think, luckily, I fooled myself at the time. At the young, you want to go lottery, you want to go top ten, but you know, at the end of the day, luckily, I had some good people around me that. This is the thing. We, it, it, we're still winning now. I mean, yeah. You yeah. went. You were right one pick behind Richard Lewis. Yeah. I mean, that's and exactly our point. There is an asterisk to this. Is there? Ooh. Uh-oh. Ooh. This was the lockout year. Yes, yes. it was. Spurs won that year. The Spurs won right. the Spurs. This was Against the lockout the Knicks, right? year while we were preparing for this draft. I was working with Phil Weber and Ricky Davis five days out of the week, probably two times a day. 
That was our work. That was our regiment, right? We young wow. players. The lockout was happening. Hustling. We had no time hustling, grinding. Uh, I, my, Phil Weber, have, I'll probably say, if the, if that lockout didn't hit you, you would have never believed what I would have registered in there. But I was probably the equivalent of like the black Dirk and whiskey with handles. We can reach right. out to Ricky Davis. He can confirm this. I had jumper. Right. It was the complete opposite of what people. The last people. The last time people saw me. At UCLA. Wow. So, you know what I mean? The lockout happened. So, you worked on your J the whole summer? Major. Right. Big move. Weight ball in the chair, elbow. You can teach a jumper. Am I right? You can teach it. See, where where everybody goes wrong was thinking everybody jumper is supposed to look the same. Nope. Body mechanics are different. My wingspan is 7'2". It's going to look different than somebody. Absolutely. Your elbow don't have to be tough for that thing to be wet. Yeah. Right. Repetition. Right. We've seen Repetition. Peja, is, we've seen yeah. Reggie. You know what Kevin I mean? Durant. His we've elbows over a little Mike. Bit. Yep. Mike shit wasn't perfectly right. tucked in there. Kobe had the elevator look. You know what I mean? He did. Because he was a, a maniac and right. obsessively studied that type of stuff. But that's where coaching slacked because it was a shortcut to teaching. He's a good player. Let's replicate whatever he does. Right. Because he's the shooter. Right, you know what I mean. Right, there's different shooters with different mechanics, but the the the, the end goal is a wet ball. Well, you you look at Reggie Miller, and, and that's the perfect example we're talking about. Page Reggie up. Reggie had yeah. the two handed shot. Yeah. I mean, we can look at it over and over again. The mechanics, but the between he him, clap exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and you look at Red, like JJ Redick and Clay Thompson. Those guys have the perfect elevator. It's it's text, textbook. Te- textbook, textbook. But it don't always work that way. Reggie Miller, one of the greatest shooters of all time, yep. had a really strange release. Larry Bird, Larry Bird, he over the top, thing over, yeah. over yeah. behind his head yeah. and over the time, which is what they tell you: don't shoot it behind your head. I'm looking at Larry Legend shooting that thing behind his head in the warm hitting all of them. With throwing up the one. Hitting all of them. So explain to me, coach, but that's where the development got away. But yeah, yeah, that's that's, so I had obsessively worked with Ricky Davis, another player who was known for athleticism. Yeah, we were not down. We brought him up on the last podcast. Uh, Oh, We brought Ricky Davis up because you had the the question. I did. Yeah. Ask him. What what is the question? So it was about a clipper. We were looking at um, for episode 66. Yep. We were looking at the second leading scorer on LeBron's 66 win team in Cleveland Ooh. in 09. And we were, we were guessing, right? Cause there's not a lot of talisman. Well, yeah. he knew the answer. So I was guessing. Yeah. Right. So I threw it to him and he just ran through like Booby Gibson. Like he went through all the different. Dewan Wagner. Yeah. And I went to Ricky Davis and I was stuck on Ricky Davis. Yeah. So ask him the question one more time. The second leading scorer on LeBron's 2009. Yeah. 66 win uh, Cavaliers 66 win, team. Win team. Carlos Boozer. No, it's a, but it's a guard. This is the thing. So that's why I, I narrowed it down. And this is my it's guy really hard. Too. It's hard. It's hard it's to my guess. My guy too, dude. It's it's really hard. LeBron 66 win team. We not. And he was an all star, dude. He made a fucking. All-star in this year, in this season, he averaged 19 points a game. He the reason that I thought he would pick him out was because he was a former Clipper. Yes. And he well, he was man, he was gonna be so pissed because well, he was so he pissed. was only on the Cavs for like two seasons maybe maybe former Clipper mm-hmm. yeah bucket getter you tell oh nine two oh nine mm. you got to think oh nine that's the other side buckets and that was even part of his name that's what we called him buckets you want to throw one out or no 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 I it's don't. Mo Williams. Ooh, Mo right? Buckets. We forgot about yeah. Mo. 
That's, and, and it's crazy yeah. to think like, yeah. I, I remember that team, but yeah. I don't really remember. I would have never guessed my wife. Exactly. Either, but it makes sense. Yeah, and his guess with Ricky still makes sense too yeah, because yeah. they played together and you know, in the beginning. Was a, Ricky was a, it was a walking bucket. Right? Actually, his nickname is Buckets. Is it really? Or Ricky Get buckets? buckets or Get Buckets. He had it on his, he on had his, it wrist? On his wristband, on yeah. his little custom wristband. It was, it was Ricky Get Buckets. No, it's just Get Buckets. <laughs> <laughs> But see, I also remember Ricky Davis when he did his when he tried to get his triple double, like he threw it. I mean, we all have (laughs) we all have. What's the shame in that? I almost felt it. Hey, hold on a second. Russell Russell Westbrook did that for an entire season and won MVP. I almost felt him, but you know what I mean. We all have our moments. You know what I mean. All right, we're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. Let's move on. Yeah. So you've been drafted. Yeah. Sonics take you. All the candy goes number one. Mm. Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Same fucking special. Way. And he was a big asshole. I never liked him. Especially he was from the over, over the pond. He's an Englishman. Yeah, he's I, Lennox I, Lewis vibe. I never knew that until soccer way later. Specialist, you Lennox soccer Lewis. player too. Yeah. You know, but I I kind of also feel like he was one of the first that's kind of like the Giannis and kind of like the the new Pasquale Siakam and like. These guys that they're finding overseas that really haven't played. Joel Embiid, another one that yeah. hadn't been playing basketball a long time. Like yeah. Old Candy was playing basketball for like two years. Yeah, that's and he went to Pacific, and right. that's yeah. how you know that. Yeah, right? 100%. exactly. Right. He was, he's not a Michigan. unknown. He's he was unknown. Right. Right. Um, but he went off. They went off the eye test, right? Just yeah. like we all talk about the eye test. Yeah. Old Candy was that guy. Yep. Yeah. And then it just when the when the lights come on, it just he wasn't the guy. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, back to you. Olo Candy goes one. Mm-hmm. You're in the second round. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking professional basketball player. Yeah. Like you you sign your deal. Yeah. Like you are. Fuck. And I don't even know what a second round deal looks like. A second round deal prorated in the lockout year wasn't wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's more it money than you've probably ever seen in your life, right? Man. Yeah. What are we talking? What are we talking? What are we talking about? I don't even man, think second about second round. I mean, I mean, it was probably a couple hundred racks. Okay, so a couple hundred racks, but you ain't never seen a couple. No, nah, like yeah. you say nineteen ninety eight. No, they're gonna tax that. Oh right. yes, they will. You know, right. they, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. You know, <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, projected lottery picks, and I, I was guilty of this too. Projected lottery picks when you go to an agent, part of that deal is you're gonna take out a line of credit. Yes. Absolutely. Honey. Oh, yeah. 20. Go buy something. 50. So you can get 200. Suit. Get your car. Right. Yeah. Get the kids started up. Let's get this thing started right. up. Right. Uh, if you're lucky enough to have good representation like our deal, like Arn tell them, uh, the first, some of the first money you get is your trading card deals. Okay. The tops. Oh, sick. Fleer. So you'll end up signing two, three hundred trading cards. You know what I mean? And you'll get, you know, you'll get you 10,000. Yep. 15,000 for signing some trading cards. That's some cool shit. Nice. Look at yourself on the trading cards, sign some cards. That's you know cool. what I'm saying? In the office. And that's some of the first money you get. Now, if that can sustain your plans for what you got going on right. as a young man, you know what I mean? That's good money. You know what I mean? Go Absolutely. out a couple times. So you know how I mean? old are you when you're drafted? 20? You're 20. Yeah. You're 20 years old. 
20? Yep. Just thinking, I'm just thinking about how yeah. what I was doing at 20. Yeah, right. Y'all know what we was on. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know it. Yeah, we wasn't, unless you was invisible. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. We Southern California kids. Everybody here's a decent looking young man. And, and, <laughs> I, I, I'm yeah, yeah. I, I'm Obviously. just trying to be modest for the people. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're decent. 100%. You, you know what I mean? But so, so you know how it goes. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. only imagine yeah. what I would do at 20 years old with a couple what hundred you, thousand a couple dollars. Of hundred dollars. Jelani oh, yeah. didn't even remember. How much that was worth? <laughs> like he said, a couple yeah. hundred racks. Yeah. Which, yeah, okay, that's, that's a, life changing that's money. Game changer. It's yeah. life, life changing. From the hood. Yeah, yeah. You came from the hood. Right? I came from Southeast San Diego. I came from the hood. Right. I'm not, but I, I, but until my when my parents were together, I grew up upper middle class in the mm-hmm. Bay Area. But once the split happened, I went from upper middle class to Beirut. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. So you, you, in you accurate both, both, right? And both. Oakland's no joke. We Oakland. talking about nineteen nineties. Oakland is not in the trunk. Yeah. Too short. East Bay funk. Yes, sir. We talking Jim about Ryan. real life Oakland. Yeah, Viola Street, right. East East Oakland. You know what I mean. Too short. Four one five. You say Viola? Is that where Viola comes from? No, that's actually I think uh, Al's grandmother's name. Name? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, the, uh, the, she, she, she passed away from cancer, so that's part of his whole, mm-hmm. you know, the reason why he's doing it. But yeah, I came from the hood. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so this is I, I love I love everything that we're talking about. <laughs> so quick question though, like when you're a kid coming from all that and you finally have your dream, was your dream to be an NBA basketball yes, player? Yes, that and to be a director. Director Whoa. of Movies. Well, and we're going to get into that later because Shout I out. think you're, I think you're on that trajectory. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're That's on that awesome. trajectory. I but yeah. I think it takes time. Obviously, yeah. It takes time to build that and get the, the right confidence, the right. resources, the and you got to be healthy enough to res- uh, accept that responsibility once you step out like right. that. You can fake it till you make it doing something like that, but if sometime the bill come due and you got to be walking how right. you're talking. You know what I mean? So. What was the first? Do you remember the first thing you bought? Like when you knew oh, that's that a good you question. had. That's a good question. Do you remember like the first thing that you purchased? Some, like, something awesome. Well, Damn, I don't know. Did you go buy? I don't a need suit? a. I don't need a lot. Right. Did you buy a car? Did you I buy a house? Need, I bought a car. Yeah. A Denali. You want? Hey, see, GMC. There we that's yeah, yeah, about yeah, a Denali. Yeah, yeah, I bought a GMC Denali black with the peanut butter guy. Yes. Yes. Upgraded. You know, put the little TVs in it. Yep. I think I had some twenties on there. I'm sure you did. Don't remember. Oh, I had hammers. The Benzos. I don't know if you remember the hammers that used to be on Benzos. So I had a black Denali with peanut butter guts. Can, hammers. Can I, I was the only, only person with You said Lorenzo Rims, right? Lorenzo. Listen to this, bro. Listen <laughs> to this. Lorenzo. Well, I'm asking you this question, yeah. and most of our followers, and like you know, Lorenzo Wright was my best friend. Yeah, rest in peace, man. That's my dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, know, I can only don't imagine. Give me, just, yeah, don't yeah. Give me, even get me started. Our All relationship right. was something wild. Yeah. I, I don't think Drew's old enough. Uh, Drew's younger than us. But like... The six hundred bins, right? Like six hundred. That, that was the big, the big body bins. Okay? Yeah, that was the that was the epitome. that was it. It wasn't the Ferrari. It nah, wasn't the fucking, we can't fit in them. No, we that's can't the fit thing. Right? You can't sit no, in that car. In Remember how big the six hundred bin was? That's that, what I'm there saying. There was a boat. It was Tony, beautiful. They need to bring listen. back that size. Yeah, Man, go ahead, listen, go ahead. Dog. Yeah, yeah. I came. Lorenzen <laughs> came home with a pearl white. 600 bins, big body, mm. four door, mm. S600 mm-hmm. on 20 inch Lorenzo's. Mm-hmm. And that's what that motherfucker said. Lorenzo's. On the rim, yeah. on the rims, yeah. right? Yeah. 
And he came home with that shit, bro. And this is a dude that came from nothing. Yeah. He came from fucking Memphis, yeah. Mississippi, yeah. where he had nothing. Yeah. And the first thing that motherfucker bought was a 600 bit. I understood. 150 racks right out the gate. Yeah. And he had that. No, he had he it. High, he went high in the drive. He, <laughs> he, had, he didn't have a crib yet, right, but I he mean, bought the Benzo. But the crib was coming. Crib was coming. Crib was coming. You know what I'm saying? They had something to drive to the crib. Real estate. Real estate takes a little longer. back then. Real estate. You got escrow. 30 days. You got escrow. You got loans. 30, 60 days. But that Benz, you can put going that dealership with that check. They're going to give you that Benz. For real, though, when he came home with the 600 pearl white Benz, bro, and this is no joke, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna move uh, through this really quick. But then he bought what I felt was the first Escalade, right? It was a mm. candy red. He was a nuke. He was a fucking cap alpha side. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he was the first dude that had the Tahoe. Yeah, that was cherry red. Yeah, I'm talking, uh, you know, 22s. Yeah. TVs yep. had uh, performance pipes, had the yep. 215s in the back. Yep. Of course. And at prom, I took that shit to and in exhaust oh, and all that shit. Yeah, sounded yeah. like a boat. You turn that shit up. Love, oh, I had oh, it. Oh, yep. Oh, yep. Oh, yep. Oh, <laughs> that's all you're hearing, yeah. bro. And that was like, that was, uh, when he pulled up with that shit, yeah. I was like, oh, dude, this dude's killing it. Yeah. And I took that shit to prom. He took me to pick out my prom outfit, and he's like, well, which ride are you taking? I yeah. said, I'm taking the fucking Tahoe. Yeah. So I had the red New York Yankee cap. Oh, oh look at this. I, there's, we have, we have documented. I, I got this. I'll, this I'll is documented. Pick, we're going to post them right now. Yeah. We're this shit right we now. got to. We, we are. Yeah. I had the red cummerbund. I had the red. He got me the red Nike Cortezes. And I oh, you the, were the Cor- red Cortez? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a choice. Okay. I didn't okay, have a choice. Yeah, uh, yeah. He even bought me the red Tommy fucking boxers. He's like, hey, bro, uh, yeah. if you're going to get busy on it. That's I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. Good. You might yeah. as well match. Yeah. This is no joke. And then by on prom day, when I went down to go pick up the pick up the truck, he he's he was so nervous about me taking the top. Oh well, yeah, yeah. no he shit. He said, "Do you want to take the six? Fuck, mm, like that ain't no substitute. Yeah, yeah. That's he would rather he would have rather me taking the six. But it would have fucked up the whole outfit and whatnot. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? It, it, it wasn't matching. It was going to be crisp. It wasn't, no, it wasn't nah. matching yeah, anymore. But an S600 Benz on 20s was the hottest in our time. Was the that was hottest. it. It was if you had that, that was the ghost that, and all this yep. new shit. Right, right, right. Fuck a yeah. Bugatti, fuck a Ferrari, nah, fuck nah, all that shit. No, nah, we can't fit. No, not in the NBA, not in a six no, ten. Sir. You ain't gonna fit. No, yeah. sir. All right, so sorry, we got way off topic. That's all right. Okay, but that is yeah, I but it was relevant. It was relevant. Extremely relevant. Extremely you bought relevant. your, you bought your Tahoe. Lorenzo's. It was all synergy, synergy, <laughs> right? Yeah. So. You're you go to a team. You're on a really bona fide team, like Hello late nineties, late nineties, like mid nineties, early nineties. Seattle Supersonics. Yeah. Is, is Kemp on that team still? No, the trade happened. He that happened that, that year, that right? Was that year, yeah, that, that year. year. And that's why they picked you up, or no? I was one of the reasons. And yeah. probably I would like also to Rashad. Think so yeah, <laughs> so well, yeah, we'll say that then. <laughs> So they had picked me up, continue. So they had picked right. me up because of the trade. That's so right. They, they needed they needed another big Oh, body. you know who they went with in the first round? You didn't put it oh, Vladimir Stepanya. That's who they did go the with. Vladimir Stepanya before me and Star Lewis. 27. So out of, they from, passed on me, me and from Slovenia Lewis okay. and picked Vladimir Stepanya. Who ended up being cool? Who is that? Vlee was cool, though. 
He came from Georgia. He was a seven footer. Georgia, shoot, the country, not the yeah, university. Could put the ball on the floor. Very good. They, good. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know the, well, it, it's also just for the listeners as well. Yeah. When, when they hear Georgia, they're not immediately going like, to think oh, of the small, the small country. East Point, Decatur, East Point, Decatur, or the Swats. Right. No, None of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they 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 got that pick with him in the first round. Yep. So the, I would have took my. It was like five five spots too. in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah. But they also took and 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 people don't really realize this. Rashard Lewis came from from high school. Cried at the draft. He cried. You don't remember the draft? That was the last thing I remember about the draft was Rashard crying because he failed. He fell in the Because he fell. He was supposed to go higher too. Late right. first round mm-hmm. uh, lottery. He ended up falling too. So they had a. Uh, a picture of him crying at the draft, and I was like, "Yeah, shit, I'm glad." Because he went, yeah, yeah, because so I, like, yeah. Yeah, I would have. He did better than me, right? You know what I mean. I not only would I cried, I'd have been mad. Right. You know, I Definitely, mean, yeah. You know what I mean. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, they took. The, I was I was right after shark. So you you get drafted, and you're going to a team with some. I mean, you're going he, with Hall of Famers. Okay, he, you got GP, you got Gary Payton, the glove. Fifty plus wins. I think they had probably They're close to fifty plans. This is a playoff team, veteran playoff team, going to a team that Paul Westfall took over from George Carl, mm-hmm. who didn't play rookies and first year players, right? At all. Did, did, didn't a lot of NBA coaches? That was the that culture back then. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was the culture. Back you had to put then. your time in in college, yeah. and then also you had to put your time in in the NBA you before play, you got you run. You play five minutes to get right. seven. Okay. Seven to get you ten. Yep. You start twerking out your ten. Now you're talking about 12, 15 but minutes. But Westfall was all offense, though. Like, right? That's who you played your first year? That was your first coach? I liked Paul Westfall. I liked the Phoenix Sun teams with Kevin Johnson mm-hmm. and Richard Dumas yeah. and Charles Dumas. Barkley and yeah. West. And, Barley and uh, Ainge and fucking all those guys. Had the album. Wayman Tisdale. Wayman, fucking Tisdale. <laughs> Wayman, you're fired. It was Power he was Four a jazz album. Cat. It was. I was damn near should have been played. His. I had the album. <laughs> yeah. Power Forward oh, was yeah. the name of the album. It was the basketball. It was dope. Man. It was dope. Kids, go find that if you're into that type of stuff. Anyway, I'm thinking uh, Dan Marley. Yeah, that's I'm I thinking say, I love. Uh, I'm thinking I'm loving Paul with everything about Paul Westfall. Frank Robinson was on that team too, or is that, is that his what last? about the guard with the high socks? Or was that Elliot Perry? Was this the Elliot beginning Perry's of from Elliot Memphis, Perry? First of all, but yes, this is the yes. beginning of Elliot Perry. No, this is the end of Elliot Perry. Are we sure? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Or okay. no, it's the beginning. This is the beginning. beginning. This is the beginning of Elliot Perry. Elliot Perry's from Memphis. High socks. We're, yes, we're missing 100%. a couple. of Them Phoenix teams were deep and they dope. Had a couple. They, they, had they, a couple. they did they, a couple years. How do we get on Phoenix though? Because West Falls West first Fall. year. Okay. His first West year Falls was first year. Jelani's first year was yeah was mine in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm thinking it's all good. I'm about to play with the glove. Mm-hmm. Vin Baker. I think Horace Grant. I don't even remember. Oh, and Odin Polony. That's my guy. OPP. OP. O- OP was, uh, I think, the starting five. So I think my rookie year was Odin Polony. Was, was your starting five. center? Was our starting at center. At Seattle? Yeah. Wow. We started off the season, too. I think like 13 and 1, too. Really? Play. Yeah, we we came out cooking. We had really? Vernon Maxwell. Mm. We took Vernon Maxwell after sack when he was a six man for sack. We had oh, him yeah. after that next year. We had some heat. Don't get the Sonics. Well, this is, I, this is something yeah. I want to ask you is because Seattle hasn't had a team for it's so a damn long. Shame. Well, because I want you to speak on the whole yeah. like atmosphere of Seattle and, Man, and, and the electricity around that it team. It was unbelievable. Right. 
you got to think about what's going on in Seattle at, at these years. We're talking about the Nirvana. Oh, yeah. The, the, the beginning of grunge and the Nirvana rock scene. Yeah. We're talking about coffee, coffee, Starbucks, beginning Starbucks. Starbucks right. You know what I mean? And, and, and the whole, the whole Seattle. They scene. started a full wave, bro. They, they did. It was like gangster rap in L.A. Or sorry, she, it, yeah, it's exactly what they started in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, but the but but the culture and the, this is a risk history. The Sonics have always done well. Yeah, they, they've won a championship. Yep. They haven't been perennial, but they've won a championship. Yeah, it was like seventy nine or something. Yeah, like that. they've they always won, they done won well. One. They've always had character, right? On their team, Xavier McDaniel, Gary Payton. There's always Kim. been a yeah, Kim. There's always been a character on the Sonics. A couple. It was it, it was the great the the the, the fans. The knowledge of the fans was amazing. Key Arena, right? The sound the 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 sound and noise that came from Key Arena yeah. was amazing. The defense chance. The whole setting. I mean, uh, Seattle was dope. It was one of some of the best three years of my basketball experience. When do you think a team's going to return? To Seattle, because the reason I bring this up is yeah. because we all know that New Orleans Pelicans are struggling as, yeah. to exist yeah. right now, yeah. especially if they get rid of Anthony Davis yep. and the and the woman that owns the 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 Pelicans is not necessarily invested in having that franchise yeah. there. I think it's only a matter of years before, especially with Amazon and Microsoft and all that money that's up there. Absolutely, a team comes over. Do you think? Number one, do you think the NBA should just move a team or do you think they should expand? That's tough to say because I don't see the Pelicans and what they got going on moving to Seattle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, it is what it is. The stink that's on the Pelicans, you know what I mean? The the, the losing, the the whatever's going on in management, you know, like what happened this year. I don't think that works in Seattle. I think if there is an opportunity for a brand new franchise, yeah. or maybe even a better franchise than sure. the Pelicans. A different you know one. What I mean? Like Memphis goes back, kind of some, some, you know, something you, like that. You know, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know what that looks like, but if there's any opportunity for a team to move or a new team to be formed, if they don't look at Seattle yeah. as that team, it would be a travesty to the league. Yeah. 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 I think for me, it's also like when you when you think about expansion, it's got to be two at a time, right? If you go down that path, Facts. because yep. you got to balance it out. Yep. So it would be like Seattle and Vegas or Seattle yeah. and Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, and But I think the league is at a really good point right now where they're able to have a lot of talent yep. on every team. Like every team has some the decent parody. talent. The parody. And, yep. and yep. the one thing that you don't want is you don't want to bring on two new franchises and have them struggle for talent right no. and then you just have this this really weird atmosphere there's already teams that are significantly at the bottom of the nba right those now. are part of lockouts yep. and uh, agreements and equity shares for small market teams right. because they can't afford the tv deals or they're not getting the big tv deals the same that's business and scale and yeah. numbers and forecast at the end of the yeah. day that's what the game has 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 moved on to right with TV contracts and salaries and brands and players being able yeah. to reach what they can because they're attached to the internet now, but yeah, that those things have come. But there should be no reason why they can't add Seattle, maybe yeah. to Vegas. I think what's happening with the football team after they see how the football team is going go work, to Vegas, the Raiders, NBA, right? And via Vegas as a professional team in Las Vegas. Yep, I think the NBA will be like, oh, okay. But then you got. What conference do they say? You got to go. In, you got it has to be another East Coast team. You got to switch. You move Memphis over to, to the, the east, east, 
and you move maybe you maybe move New Orleans and you give them like a little pat on the back and say, hey, go to they the East Coast and see, bump, see what owner, happens. Give the owner a couple hundred million dollars, yeah. which is nothing when you make it twenty billion <laughs> and t- give him something for the church fund and tell him to go right. about his business. Right. So, yeah, yeah that, there's a way there, and I th- yeah. I think it's coming. I think it's a shame that the NBA hasn't reestablished a team in, in I, Seattle all these absolutely. years. I think they're thinking about it. Oh, they I, have, they to, have to be. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. thinking about it, and we all we, we're we're all seeing like the kind of owner, or excuse me, the kind of commissioner that. Adam Silver is. He's very He's progressive. One hundred percent progressive. I was surprised. I met him in a, a some a NBA front office training type deal in a, in New York, and I came up to him, and he like knew my name, and I wasn't an all star. Or you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, I tried to. I was like, I'm like, oh Jelani, and I was like, oh yeah, damn, right. dog. You he know, loves the game, a, dude. I had a, I had been out of the game in a long time. I didn't think when you're out of the game, you don't think. Did you can talk to the commissioner and he right. would yeah. know your name and did we even make a dinner? But he was on point. Oh, you kind man. of feel like you got to be like, I played for the Sonics. Yeah, yeah. Day. He's like, man, t- anytime you want to come by the office, here's my card. Anyone, right. Anytime you want to come by the nice. office, if there's anything you want to talk about, you know, my door is always open. Yeah. Damn, Dude, he's He's on point. You know what I mean? I'm looking at him like, damn, all right, Adam. <laughs> don't you think, don't you yeah. think, no, I'm with you on that, but don't you think David Stern was with that too, though? Like, I think... David Stern knew he transformed into that because he saw where right. the power of the players was going with Michael Jordan. These are being conversations, seeing what of uh, Magic Johnson. Larry Bird's a little different. He had no big aspirations on being something huge he off the court. He never wanted that. He just That's wanted something to hoop. He didn't want. Yeah, you know, but seeing the Magic Johnsons yeah. and Michael Jordans, I think David Stern was like. He's a smart enough dude yes. to realize, yeah, I see where this is going. We yeah. got to start talking to the players a little more. Right. You know what I mean? And I think Shaq was part of that, too. Like, and and to, exactly. Good when point. you get to see, like, exactly how marketable these players are. Like, Michael said, the blueprint. Yep. And then these other guys, like. Andy and he's not and necessarily like, the most outgoing, photogenic who? person, Michael Jordan. No, he's not. Even His movements are you like he doesn't do anything dynamic in an advertisement. Yeah, but it's whatever he did, did. was dynamic. Was it? Yeah, exactly. It didn't matter. It's exactly. How, like I, I'll never forget. Like even watching Michael Jordan's playground, there's this one scene where it's just Michael walking up the court and he's chewing his gum yeah. the way he's walking and the way everybody and wanted like, to do that that's I what I want to be yeah. you feel me yeah. so it's like he set the trend yep. um, quick question before we get into the Lakers because I really want to get into the Lakers yep. but uh, what was the difference between college and then NBA life like was there a culture shock as far as like okay you sign with the Sonics you're at practice. Now we're playing 82 games. Like, yeah. What the fuck is the difference? Um, the difference, the difference. Excuse me. Is it is about you know your your discipline. Luckily, I had an overbearing ass mom. You know, <laughs> me too. Join, I think all three yeah, of us. Yeah. All three of us. I, I right had here. to have. Like, I see. I had to have my stuff clean and organized. Oh yeah. And like I couldn't be making a whole lot nope. of noise and nope. shit for no reason. You know what I yeah. mean? So. I think it's I think it's it's the discipline. Not luckily I had that discipline, but I think what's what's not taken into account is the biggest jump is the disassociation from the coach. Why? And Why the coach's that? agenda. For instance, back to Paul Westfall. Mm-hmm. 
I come in to Seattle, we finally had to practice lockout and we just have one of our first practices. Billy Owens is also on I love Billy Owens. Don McClain. Donnie Ma- uh, Syracuse. Billy Syracuse. Owens. Don McClain is also on this team. All-time leading scorer at UCLA, yeah, by the way. Exactly. I played, played against his team, Simi Valley. All yeah, that Don, was like one of my rivals he, 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 in high school. Exactly. Don McClain's name is like stamped all over that fucking So you're seeing the level of basketball <laughs> that we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Here. So, dude, I started cracking during the practice. I'm blocking shots. At the time, I tell you, I was with Phil Weber. I don't know. Shout out Phil Weber. I don't know where he is now, but I was buttoned up. Handles, jumper. I was athletic, so I'm still. I can guard all the bunch of positions, and I'm having this good, crazy-ass practice. GP's out here, Billy Owen, Vin Berger. I'm having this crazy-ass practice. Scoring when I want to, knocking down shots. Some of the vets are making faces like, what is this? Yeah, right then, like, you know, I remember uh, Billy Owens. He always played with a smile on his face. <laughs> he was kind of like watching a couple possessions. And then he was like, I threw the ball into him, right? I'm a five, four. I'm thinking, you know, I threw the ball into him and he tapped it back. And then he went up the court. And I was like, like you're bringing it up? Yeah. Like, what are, yeah, then he was the smiling. Up? Yeah, then he was like, and then he got another look from a vet, you know, like, you know what I mean? He was like, and he gave his Bluetooth all happening yeah, yeah, in 0.8 yeah. seconds. And he was like, no, nah, watch. You know what I mean? I brought the, I didn't do anything dynamic, huh. but I brought the ball up, got us into uh, one of our little sets. I think we was running floppy. It was early in the season. We running a set everybody knows and got us into it. Played his position. Wow. Have a great practice. Everybody's just like giving me, do it. Yeah, like, let's see what it, let's see what else he can do. Sure, you know what I mean. You know, I'm still the dunks and the block shots, but then they're like, "Hold on, let's see what else he can do." Right. Paul Westfall stops the practice, comes in smiling and shit with this weird demeanor. I'm just thinking, you know, practice is over. He'd like to leave. I'm not thinking he about to laud on me, but he's gonna be like, "Man, okay, you know, the kid." Paul, I'm sitting. I'm next to Walt, Paul Westfall. We stand. I'm you. You're me. I'm Paul Westfall. Uh-huh. Paul Westfall gets us all in a circle. He starts smiling around at everybody like he's a politician. You know what I mean? I'm tired. I'm literally down like this, right? So Paul Westfall's like, why is he bringing the ball up? Why is he... <laughs> pointing right in your put, face. Put your finger all, in my face. Yeah, <laughs> scoring all the points. Why is he defending... Professional players and nobody, just this every time, right? Some of them are like just, damn near right on your I, face, I, and you I, I got OCD. Right? Are you at the time close. before I knew OCD was a thing? You know what I mean? That's Which really has close. also worked a detrimental. So I'm like, yo, dude, I'm t- no, you like even that, if you don't have OCD, that's really yeah, close exactly. To your you face. still violating personal <laughs> face, face. So uh, anyway, he was like, uh, scrimmage is over. Everybody go shoot free throws, and I'm like, what? What's happening right Yeah, now? right? I'm like, what's going on here? I'm thinking, like, this is my moment. We're going to be all right. I arrived. He's going to praise you a little yeah, bit, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vets is all with it. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes shoot free throws. Paul Westfall's like, <laughs> not you. Uh-oh. Right? So I'm like, well, now I'm really confused. What? Takes the ball. He's like, you take this ball and you dribble it around the court while everybody else shoots free throws. What? Wait, wait, wait. Uh-oh. What, like you're six? Seriously? So my shit melts down like into me, myself, and Irene. Like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> We're going to... Like, I snapped. Yeah, yeah. I left. There's still a scar in there. Like, I'm... <laughs> 
<laughs> right? You know what I mean? I'm like, mm, like I'm east, all the east side tendencies is coming up, the southeast <laughs> upbringing, you know, everything. I'm like, well, there goes my NBA career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Dead left shrimp comes over. I'm holding the ball. There's another trainer there, hat man, that doesn't know what to do. You know what I mean? He's looking. He's looking at me. He's looking at Paul because he can see the energy between. He's looking at me smiling, but he's changing colors. So I know that he can see the what my reaction is. You know what I mean? Because he's turning a little blush and red. Mm-hmm. Dead left strip comes up to me, puts his arm around me. and is like, come on. Dribbles the ball. He was like, he dribbles the ball with me. Starts to dribble the ball with me around the court while they're... He looks at hey, dead left, didn't I tell you to shoot free throws? Dead left sheriff turns around and looks at him and gives him the best thousand yard stare. Like I've fuck ever you. Seen. Like a fuck you stare. <laughs> Boy, cold blooded, like you know what I'm saying? I was like, ooh. Oh I didn't shit! Miss the dead left strength. You know, I'm thinking, <laughs> right. yeah, I didn't. I knew you was cold, but right. you know, what I'm saying, ooh, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, yeah. And then we end up dribbling around the court while everybody's shooting free throws, and he's like, "Look, kids, you got it." You're probably going to be here longer than he is. You know what I mean? Don't worry about this. I wish I could do half of the things I just saw. Man. Keep working, wow. yada, yada, yada. So that's my Paul Westfall story, why I don't really Westfall. Paul. But I say that because of the disassociation from the coach. In college, if I go to Coach Eric and I'm having a problem, or there's some things with develop right. I want to express or I want to do, I could talk to Coach Eric and talk to him. In a professional setting, um, maybe he didn't want me drafted. Right. Maybe he wanted somebody else. This is a new team for yeah. him. Maybe he's trying to carve out his niche or, or his spot on a totem pole. I don't know. So the, those are factors into, you know what I mean? It's like an open, do- open door, closed door kind of policy. Yeah, that, different I, coaches have different it's mentalities. It's the physical and yeah. the component to it and the responsibilities and the, and the, and the discipline is obviously going to be upgraded because you're getting paid to do something. But right. that's the biggest component I think that's missed. But when you feel like you had the best pack best practice as a professional athlete yeah your coach brought you down and yeah made it made it like it wasn't with and, no feedback as to what right and and coaching is supposed to be pull you aside and maybe westfall could have pulled you aside and been right. like, look we don't ever want you to bring it up the court okay well certain coaches because, have certain styles no I this can't. is what i'll say but every player doesn't respond to being absolutely like that in front of every kid every absolutely. human being you know and he's he, dis- about he disrespected you in front of all of your teammates right. and idols yeah and idols. at a moment and where idols. i thought i was at the we, height when, when i was killing. peaking when i thought i was close to right. jesus yeah yes and then you're and you're also 21 yeah 20 20 20 and, 21 yeah right yep. and so that would affect me too yeah. and i think that would put a Put a stain on like fuck. Like, There's a scar. And, but but mind you, like I I feel I feel you on that, dude. Yeah. I, I think our listeners will feel you on that. I remember being at Clipper practices with Bill Fitch, where Bill Fitch was yeah, he so was a, dis- ooh, okay, yeah. Okay, but listen, Bill, Bill Fitch was so disconnected from the players. Bill Fitch was a champion. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Fitch was an old school guy. Also right? lost the most games in NBA history. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go yeah, figure. But, See how that correlates. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you also got to be in the game to lose the game. You feel me? Like, Absolutely. So it's like he was there long enough, and it's just like it is what it is, yeah. right? Bill Fitch was so disconnected from his players, right? And this is why Doc Rivers and Brad Stevens and Steve Kerr, like, this is where the whole NBA is going now. Yeah, David Fizdale. Yeah, the People Fizzies. like Earl Watson. Yes. And these younger players. Byron play. Scott. Byron well, Scott. But Byron Tyrone Lue. Like, T. Lou. Yep, yep. It, it's turning into, like, 
I think a lot of really great coaches who yeah. learned to coach and yeah. like grew up coaching or losing really good jobs mm-hmm. to guys like Jason Kidd, who's like, okay, I'm out of the mm-hmm. NBA for one year, but mm-hmm. I'm going to coach this mm-hmm. team. Um, because I feel like NBA teams want that connection yeah. between your coach, yep. you know? Well, now but, it's so much more player-friendly. That's the thing. It's it's now completely into the player-friendly aspect. But it's and also, if you're, and but if you're it's, not a player-friendly coach, you won't last But it's long. also a monkey-see-monkey-do league. And just sure. because that culture works over here with this yes. group, don't mean it work over here. That's why they pride from certain coaching trees. Yep. You can come from the well, Riley. You can Phil Jackson. From the I, at one point. At one point. I got I got I got two things to say on this. Is that like I completely agree with everything that we're saying, but I want to bring in like parenting in this. Like Please when do. you raise when you raise your kids, you cannot be your kids' friends when you're younger. Okay? You have to fear your father. You have to fear your mother. I had to fear them. You feared them. I feared mine. Okay. You have to fear your coach too. Like you have to want to please your coach just like we wanted to please our parents. Okay. Your coach and your parents are trying to teach you the best things to fucking do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe some of these coaches are trying to be too friendly Mm -hmm. and you can't be. Because as a coach, a Mm -hmm. coach definition is to teach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So guys like listen, dude, like Hubie Brown, yep. okay, like Larry Brown, yeah, like a Bill Fitch, yep. like a fucking uh, Jeff Van Gundy, like a Stan Van Gundy, yeah, who are from the old school, who know basketball better than anybody, who have coached and coached against some of the best players in the history of basketball, cannot get a job right now mm-hmm. because they can't relate. The coach was fucking the Bulls right now, right? Where the where the whole team wanted to take Hoiberg. Was it Hoiberg? No. Well, Hoiberg, Hoiberg got, got fired. fired. Yeah. And then they Bolin. brought in... Jim, oh, uh, Jim Bolin. Okay. Yeah. Jim Bolin is tough. Too. Boylan. It, yeah. He's tough. Okay? But guess what? Your coaches are supposed to be tough. Yeah, but, but if you're going to be that dude, the what? minute your messaging is off with these young players... They disconnect. And it's a wrap, right? Absolutely. So if I'm going to buy in mm-hmm. to, to that old school thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The minute your messaging is off, or the, you, the the bit of information that you're giving me that I'm doing all this extra stuff that we I'm really not built for is mm-hmm. off, then I'm I'm out. Okay, I'm out. Okay, I'm with you. Know, I, I, that's what I'm seeing. From, yeah, I'm, I'm personally I've experienced it as a, 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 as a young player because I don't mind working excessively hard, but you better damn sure prove to me that this is it's the right it. thing it's besides your screaming. Right and your old ass accolades. Okay, right. You know, you know what I mean. Right. Times change, Facts. players change. Don't just think I'm Bill Walton. I'm the. You know what I mean. And think you're trying to recreate Bill Walton every year or one the same right. player every year. I had success with so and so, and I know what this. Yeah, but that was like. twenty years. Yeah, ago. and that's not me. I get it. I, I, I look. I look like him. I, I get it. I'm six ten. Whatever our measurables out there, but I'm a whole different type of animal. If you if if you want to be. Uh, a mentor or a coach or like all this shit, you have to understand the young people. Yeah. I think Doc understands the young people. Yeah. I think Brad Stevens understands the young people. Yeah. I think uh I think Steve Kerr definitely understands I, the young I, people. I, I agree. I'm a big Steve Kerr fan. Me we all are. Yeah. Okay. And I and just like when we talk about Leon Wood with refereeing yeah. and stuff, the reason why people, players respect him is because he played it. He's been through this shit. Yeah. Steve Kerr has been a yep. champion. Doc yep. Rivers has won a championship. Yep. I also don't think that 
every fucking NBA point guard that ever played should be a fucking coach. No. You know what right. I mean? No, there no. should be some. Like I kind of liked what Bolin. What was his name? Jim Boylan. Boylan. Yeah. Well, he had to disrupt. What was going on? The disrupting yeah. is being like, "Yo, you fucking suck." So, yeah, yeah. And we need. I, I'm coming from this yeah. place, yeah. and you need to learn this. Yeah. And I think that, and Drew and I have talked about this many a times. These AAU players who have never been told no, right. who has never been told you're not good enough, yep. who have never lost in their life. Yeah. They need somebody yeah. that's going to tell them, "Yo." You are not good enough. Yeah. Not only did that never happen to them, but anytime that even an inkling of those things happened, they just left. Right. Yeah. They, they give up. They would switch they teams. Quit. Yeah. They quit. Yeah. No, they wouldn't quit. Yeah. They would just they would go to different teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the options are there. And that's why I think we're continually seeing and, and we're going to continue to see these players move team to team. Yeah. They're not as as we're as they well, as these it. as this AAU continues it's, to progress, it's, that's it's, what's gonna happen. I mean the AAU scene has been I mean it's been a, a constant change for I mean every year it seems like it's changing. It's right. Like Wasn't the back. AAU when you played though different than right now though? Man, like we talked about my team, you know what I mean? I played on a my AAU, my AAU team, you know what I mean? Coach Pat Barrett was at the time Who was, was on that squad? Tell me who was on the squad. Shea Cotton. Ooh. The greatest player I ever saw play in my Oh, Shay Cotton, Illusion Me Man. Don't still, a lot of people don't know about Illusion Me Man. Don't even know him. Never heard that name. You never heard about Illusion Me Man. Possibly one of the greatest point guards I've ever seen in my life. Go ask any LA point guard. Never heard his name. Out of our area around my age. Ask Baron. I'll ask Baron. I've never heard his name. Yeah, ask Baron about Illusion Me Man. Illusion Me Man. You heard that name? Never. Six, four. Sweet ass touch, um, play dimes like Magic Johnson, unbelievable charisma, hezzy, uh, uh, way, way before, way before his time. And before him, it was Gumby. There's a long lineage of California, Los Angeles point. What about guard. Kenny Bruner? KB was in that, he was on that team. That's he was on our team. KB, KB, Shay, Illusion Me. Chris Burgess, Danny Chris Walker. Burgess yeah. was the coldest white boy. Yeah, Chris around. Burgess was like our city. He came off the bench for us. Really? Yeah, so we were deep. Six we man? actually went a year without losing in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Through all the tournaments. That's ridiculous. We're we had one of the school. biggest. Uh, modern day. Modern day. Yep. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? We actually had we had mm-hmm. one of the biggest. We had, Everybody hated us because we had a big time Nike contract. Right. So we used to change shoes at halftime. Oh. Oh. We used to we used to play and alternate the alternate models of the shoe. We wear the black shoe on this foot and the white right. shoe on this foot. I mean, we have boxes of Nike shit. Stacked up to the wall, like upset, uh, obsessively in our house. This is ridiculous. We was able to go to the Nike store on Rodeo or over there on Rodeo. So the the older one back in the nineties, get shit out of the Nike store. It, it was outstanding. Wow. You know what I mean, so I was already down with Nike, and you know what I mean through that team, and we didn't lose for a year. Gary McKnight was our head uh, head coach. Pat Bear was our assistant. The only time we ever came up or was any trouble was we lost to. Paul Pierce, and KG. <laughs> oh, you see how he made the, the hom- face. And the homie Term, you know what I mean. Shout out Term and the homie Who's term? Term, Who's term. Term is a uh, BD's cousin. Term was a monster was for KC. He's the Gucci buckets. Yeah, yeah. Played on the same team with Paul Pierce and uh, and at this particular tournament, in Las Vegas, Kevin Garnett is one of the most legendary AU games of all time. So yeah, so I had a great AU. Experience. I heard Shea Cotton used to fly in. 
used to fly in for those for those uh, Las Vegas tournaments. He used to get there. He had a little, yeah. He used to fly. He used to get there a little differently. Than, <laughs> I, yeah, a little different. We did a bunch of things a little differently right. than yeah. a couple of AAU yeah. programs. So, but you know, it was what it was. So we won. Right, you won. Yeah. I just remember uh, I I took a car ride um, for Shea Cotton's first premiere, right, for his yep. documentary, yep. which I've seen many times, mm-hmm. and we are a big fan of Shea. Shea mm-hmm. is a friend of mine. He's a yep. friend of the podcast. Big bro, James I, Cotton, a big fan Jay, of all the Jay, you played with him yeah, your in rookie Seattle. year. Yeah, Wasn't absolutely. he there? Yep. James Cotton played. It, Took right? me under his wing, showed right. me how to be professional, you know what I mean? Me and James stayed in the hotel, too. That, that's, because, yeah, because it was I looked a pro that up too year. and I forgot that yeah. like James was on Seattle. Yep. Um, but growing up, and we've talked about it on the podcast many times, like Shea Cotton was my, um, that was my, and even working for the NBA, like Shea Cotton was my myth. Like, yeah. That was the dude, like, yeah. at, he played at my gym. I couldn't even get into my gym. Yep. You know what I mean? Crescent Valley High School. Yep. Um, but I was on a car ride with Ron Artest to go to. Uh, the premiere of Shea Cotton's mm-hmm. movie, and we were having this conversation, and Shea and, and Ron Artest is like, dude, there's no other better traveling team than what I had. And he said, yo, me, Ron Artest, mm-hmm. Elton Brand, mm-hmm. Lamar Odom, mm-hmm. Shea Cotton, mm-hmm. and then Barron would play. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. That's dude. tough. Jelani, think about this. That's tough. Elton Brand, yeah. Lamar Odom, Shea yeah. Cotton, Baron Davis. That's tough. Fucking a, that's right? tough. Yeah, and I just I, I I don't know, dude. I think we're, um, I, you know, I I, I don't want to get into Zion yet. I really don't because I want to talk about Zion, but I want to continue talking about your yeah. journey. Yeah, because I want to get to the Lakers. Yeah, and uh, I think we should take a break for. All right, people, we have to separate this podcast into two different podcasts. This interview with Jelani McCoy is epic. There is so much information to cover. We're going to talk about what it was like to play for the Lakers, what it's like being Kobe's teammate, and what the hell it's like to actually go against Shaq every single day in practice. We're also going to talk about racism in the NBA and the situation that happened with Russell Westbrook. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this. (laughs) 